0: Hi, this is the primal cast
1: Ladies and gentlemen Ladies and gentlemen Podcasting Podcasting from Sydney, Australia
0: This is the primal Independent, unfiltered and uncensored Beginning in 3, three 2, two one. 1 Dr. Jamal Fuster, how are you man? man i am charged i'm excited i'm honored chris i'm ready brother
1: brother your energy is contagious even virtually it's virtually contagious but I man, before we jump into it um we'll just give my audience a bit of background on what you do and and sort of how we come to this point
0: yeah so absolutely so my name is dr jamal fruster uh i'm a doctor that focuses on the nervous system and helping people heal in authentic organic and powerful way focusing on health restoration not just disease management. Some might know this as a chiropractor, but there's a lot of different expressions to chiropractic and my expression, my flavor, my understanding, what I've studied between all of that I have with how the neurology and how the nervous system works and functions, epigenetics and then understanding the philosophy of life and how humans have been living out of alignment with nature's laws and principles, even though we're an extension of nature. I'm also a life coach. I've coached a number of doctors, physicians, medical doctors, chiropractors um, through burnout and through prevention of burnout, if you will. So I've spoken on that and I've spoken across a number of different countries, spaces and places. I'm a movement, breathwork and meditation facilitator. And I've also been a facilitator of teaching other chiropractic students and chiropractors on how to adjust from a sustainable space, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and you know i'm just really charged as you're i'm coming in after a full shift at my clinic of the source chiropractic tucson working with dr brett jones kate jones our whole squad there and you know i'm just really honored as i'm a human that essentially just gives a fuck right now to be quite honest
1: yeah man that's the best way to put it there's there's a lot of good people out there that do give a fuck and want to help people and you're one of those people man so so we'll get into a little bit so in terms of um, you know the fact that you're a chiropractor, a lot of people associate chiropractic with simply just you know back doctors and, and doctors that work on the spine, but there's a lot more to it than just that. So, how would you, I guess, summarize exactly what you do?
0: Mm, good question. Um, to be quite simple, you know, I just want to acknowledge there is chiropractors that focus on just symptom management, which is an extension, I think, of disease management, which is reflective of the allopathic model. I went to Life University, which is a vitalistic school, meaning we pay attention to the whole human being. And with what I do, I help shed light on the mechanisms, on the why and the cause of why people are experiencing their pain or discomfort. And yes, it manifests in headaches, migraines, back pain, inability to get pregnant, uh, dysfunction in, in uh, menstruation, like all these different things. But what it is, it's the body storing and holding stress in the different parts of our spine, which when those segments aren't moving as they need to, it directly, directly impacts the quality and the speed of information between the brain and the body and the body and the brain. Because there's a lot of stuck people right now. And it makes sense to me, brother, that, if we pay attention to the brain and the spinal cord, which the first two organs, or the first two things to form when you were just a fetus growing in your mom's uh, uterus, that if that if that system is functioning and is communicating and is moving as it needs to, well then I imagine that's going to have a broad implication on the body. So, in uh, understanding of things, it's like you know if you appreciate how things aren't moving over time and they lead to pain and dysfunction down the line. Well, people wanna like take care of the, uh, or wanna band-aid the symptom or the expression, the way the body's communicating to us, screaming at us really, because we live in this society all across the globe where it's like, we put our health on the back burner until it slaps us in the face, or we, uh, the camel, br- the proverbial, br- uh, straws break finally on the camel's back but baby that back was breaking the whole part of your life but you're only now paying attention to the part of your neurology which is the last part the pain part which is about 10 to 15 percent of the the neurology which is now finally the primary because we're like oh well shit i guess we now finally got to take care of it because i'm in pain but we're focused on function we're focusing on how the body is healing and simply expediting the body's capacity to heal which it is already doing naturally
1: yeah and there's a a huge connection between mind and body and you made a very good point when you said that people don't realize that until at that point where they're like shit i'm burnt out or you know i'm struggling and, and then they go and seek um assistance whether it be mental health or whatever it may be but that's progressive or that happens over a long period of time and and mm-hmm. unfortunately men. um I think I could sort of speak on behalf of of you're obviously from the United States but not too different to Australia in the sense where everything's so fast men, fast paced and you have to hustle you have to hustle hard every single day wake up and and work until you get to bed at night and you know it, it's not the right way to live life but unfortunately you're sort of trapped we get trapped in this system of you have to do it because if you don't do it, you can't pay your bills and you've got to work very, you got to work very hard in Australia in order to just get by. Yeah. Just to get by. Um, And that's stress traffic. There's so many things that add um, to to our overall stress levels. And in the past two years, on top of all of that, you've now got this pandemic that has been going on for over two years now. And a lot of people are, experiencing burnout and um i've experienced that in my life i know exactly what it feels like and it's it's a terrible place to be it just you know and you have to realize and and now i think maybe because i've been through that i I understand okay i'm sort of approaching it or if i keep this up i'm going to get to that point so i'll take the foot off the accelerator for a bit and just cruise but man it's so important now more than ever before i think um that we really start focusing on that and focusing on our mental health and focusing on the burnout. And, and that's why I really wanted to speak to you. So um, I listened to your speech back at the global freedom rally in November that was organized Mm -hmm. by a mutual buddy, um, Andy Anderson. Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know what, Andy's a champion for organizing that. And what we got to see was a bunch of experts in all different fields from around the world um, speak on a common I guess uh, issue topic, and man, I really loved your approach to that in how you were breaking it down and and you were speaking about especially the soul. And mm-hmm. I've said for years, man, that you need to look after your physical health, mental health, and your spiritual health. Um, also, individually, you can't just focus on one. So, if you go out for a run every day, mm-hmm. okay, it's great for your physical health, and you should do that. You should exercise, but you've also got to be conscious of your mental health um, gotcha. and your spiritual health. So man, I really love the way that you spoke about the soul and how we've got to get, you know, I guess, find it again, in a sense, and do things that are good for our soul. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, brother. And to help bridge an understanding as people might hear soul and they're like, Oh, that's a moo shit or whatever it may be. But uh, I want to offer a little reflection point on how to bridge this concept for people, because Uh, if you pay attention to what we call the triune of life, if you're studying philosophy, there's three points and it's a triangle. So picture that in your mind's eye. If you're listening to this or you're watching this on video, whatever it may be, there is the matter. And when I say the matter, that means the body. That means this particle form. Everything that you see right now is, is matter, if you will. But what differentiates me from the wall or from this desk that my laptop is on? It's that there's this force, this intelligence that's constantly reorganizing and efforting to restructure things in my body. So that way it's thriving. The wood isn't trying to do that right now. So what's the difference? It's the mind or it's the force or it's what we can call the energy. So you can have the matter. But if there is no force, there is no missing link or there's no there's no link to the intelligence, which constantly is giving organizations the whole universe right now, giving to its actions and properties and maintaining itself in existence, then there would be no form and there'd be no organization of it. But if there was no matter, there was no bodies for the intelligence to move through to be organized, well, then there'd be nothing to be expressed. There'd be nothing to be able to, you know, carry out this, this mission or this work, this life, if you will, there'd be nothing to see it. And if there was no intelligence, giving structure, giving form to anything, all the way down to the subatomic particles, the electrons and how they're floating around this 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 beautiful construct in nature. Think about this, if there was no intelligence giving some kind of form to nature, the planets in our solar system alone, would just drop to the bottom of the universe. Hmm. But we don't. Why is that? It's because that there's this natural intelligence that resides, a, resides in us all, and it's important To be able to give recognition to that and work with that that's why once more as a chiropractor as a doctor of life expression it's like i focus and i work on how to amplify that already and take this take this glass if you will because i think it's important for people to understand how a different paradigm of health can work so there's this bottle right and there's water in here when we get drained, when we get depleted of this volume of life or this volume of health, that's where the symptomatology, the pain, the headaches, the insert, the burnout, can insert here, can come up. But we're not paying attention to what's draining outside of the bottle. Hmm. Instead, we're just trying to put band-aids to it or put medication on it or prescribe drugs or whatever it may be. And there's a time and place, keep in mind, for uh, surgery or for medication, if you will, for sure. And... Why don't we just focus on keeping the life, keeping the, the, the health that's within the being in the being? Mm-hmm. And that comes with a lot of the preventative measures that were laughed at, that were scoffed at when it comes to movement or exercise, when it comes to recuperation, getting good sleep, napping, meditation, being able to observe and appreciate the mind and be able to organize things to slow the fuck down because clearly we're not operating at a sustainable model presence is another pillar in health and there's a lot of people like you said are just doing 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 but one question i like to ask with coaching or even with my clients on the table it's like you know what's your intention for the day what do you want to feel today oh i got to do this 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 this. yeah that's cool and behind insert whatever you need to do there is a feeling so what's the feeling you want to amplify and then that last, and you know, but not least, there's the fourth pillar of health, which is nourishment. And I like to focus on nourishment of thought, nourishment of body, because when we can select and we can surround ourselves with seeds, if you will, in this garden of life analogy that we're working on, then I imagine those quality seeds are non-GMO, are positive in mindset, you could think, and give you this space to be able to appreciate the totality of life right now. Because... In in all shapes and forms, there is going to be stress and there is going to be stimulus. But how much can we cultivate our bandwidth to be able to process things? Because in reality, Chris, you know, people were already stressed. So you added COVID onto things the last two years that just blew people out of the water and just vamped them into a stressed state where they're reacting, where they're lashing out to their family and friends, where they're not able to logically think anymore because they're in this flight or fight uh, extended state of being. And they're not able to actually come back into a parasympathetic state, which is the opposite side of that spectrum of reality, where we're actually supposed to be in 80% of the time and only be in these stress states when there's actually like a fucking bear coming at us. But instead that bear is everything outside of us, that is a COVID, that or that is COVID, that is, insert any of the other diseases, by the way, that you and Andy talked about, like people um, are, are so stressed out and that's because they don't know who they are at a depthful level, they're attached and they're focused on the matter, AKA the body, and they don't understand how to leverage this biological suit that we're operating in and how we can use it in conjunction with our mind and our energy and our outlook and our perspective to get back into state of thrivability versus survivability.
1: Man, that's um perfectly said. And that's what I've been trying to say, but you just summed nice. it up beautifully, man. Nice. But man, that's the reality of, of our situation at the moment. And you know what? I've noticed that, especially in the past two to three years. I started noticing it prior to this, but this has really, I guess, put it on display that people we have an identity crisis where a lot of people don't know who they are, right. Where they're just a mother. They're just a father, which you you have to be those things, but you've still be an individual. And, And, you know, we're seeing that now where you have particular people that just cling on to one side of the narrative, right. We're seeing that where they identify, they identify themselves for some reason as part of, you know, the narrative and where they lash out at anybody who dares to speak against it um, And we're really seeing that now. We really are. And which was always going to happen because as I said, prior to this, I've seen that happening, where these mm-hmm. people just get attached to particular movements, whether it's the LGBT movement, whether it's whatever movement it may be that's going around at that time, they jump on board with that. Even if they don't have a direct affiliation with that particular subject, they will attach themselves to it. Uh, some yeah. people call it vir- virtue signaling, right? But I think yeah. it's deeper than that. I think a lot of those people cling to that because it gives them a sense of identity.
0: Mm. I and love that it gives them a sense of identity and safety.
1: And safety, that's right. Where they're they a part of a group or like a you know a tribe, and which again, humans are tribal animals, right? So you see that, and I've noticed that, and I don't get mad at those people because I understand why they're like sure. that, and. Sure. I think if everyone could understand that um, it'll go a long way to solving the issues that we face, because now we're at the point where if somebody says something you don't agree with your first response is just send to just censor those people, report them for hate speech or censor them and not realizing that those individuals also have a right to their own opinion. So long as they're mm-hmm. not intentionally targeting somebody unnecessarily or unfairly that you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Right. True. And we've lost that over the past few years. And well before COVID, we started seeing that happen. And Mm. I I believe it's because we have an identity crisis and people need to get in touch with themselves and understand, like, there's a reason why. I like to look at us as human beings as part of everything around us, as part of the animal kingdom, the the, the, the plants and nature in itself. So there's a reason why if you're depressed, let's just say it could be something like, your wife or your husband leave you and you get a divorce or whatever it may be, you lost your job. And if you take yourself and put yourself in a different environment, let's just say you go for a walk on the beach or you go for a hike through the mountains, whatever it may be, it's very hard to remain depressed when you're in those in those places. There's a reason for that. It I believe it 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 targets our primal being, right? So that primal part of our Mm. brain that still exists today, no matter how far you know how progressive we think we are, how advanced we think we are, and sure we're advanced. We can make fucking iPhones. I'm talking to you on the other side of the world in real time, right? It's incredible. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing, but ultimately we still have that part of our of our brain that it, that it's primal. And things like going for walks in the mountains and on beaches and just being with nature as one, it 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 speaks to that part of our brain. And people need to really jump on board with that. I mm. think.
0: It activates it because if you think about it, one, I love this conversation so much already. We are finite beings having an infinite experience. Yeah. And I'll say this again, we are finite beings. Like we are gonna die. That is inevitable. I think you were talking to, to Andy earlier, but it's like, we are going to die. Yet so many people once more get trapped in the, uh, I guess you could say the concrete jungle or the matrix without beating you know, that horse to death. Um, but they get trapped in the game of life, if you will. Of I need to keep chasing this money, chasing this money. But you got to look, you got to literally look at the ground or appreciate who made the soil or who made the gains, who made the constructs, what was their intention, because they want people to burn themselves out to get sick, ultimately to not to be so fucking stressed out of their mind that they can't do anything but look at just, how can I survive? How can I get this money? How can I bet this bread? I need to protect myself, my family, whoever it may be. But when you're able to be healthy, when you're able to, I love that you picked on depression. We find energetically, a lot of people that do become depressed, it's because they're trapped in the past. People who are anxious are worried about the future, but they're not here in the present. So when you get back into nature, Beach, mountains, forest, whatever it may be, you're able to get back and connected to that which you are, which is nature. One, two, you're able to appreciate because think about it, you're not worried about chasing money, chasing energy, or chasing whatever it may be, but you're like, yo, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. There is mountains on all four sides of this city, and it's amazing but you get lost into the appreciation of life. You're able to tap into and, a, and appreciate the diversity, the biodiversity of what's in front of you and get lost in the appreciation of it. I was just I was just listening to a, a podcast by Aubrey Marcus and Dr. Zach Bush, who's fucking amazing. And he talks about one of the biggest aspects to life is the appreciation of things. And when we're so lost in the attachment the needing, the chasing of something outside of us versus the appreciation of us and what's happening for us versus happening to us. Well, that once more, it's a game of uh, our neurology being in a stressed state and nature brings us back home.
1: Yeah. And I think it's overlooked. And I really think that, as you said, there's definitely a place, time and a place for, for medications and surgeries and that sort of thing. Absolutely. But- sure. But, not so much surgery, or yeah, surgeries to an extent, but especially medications, they're overprescribed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to just understand that we're going to go through shit times. We're going to have periods of stress. And that's completely normal, right? It's normal. It's very normal. And you know it's, it's expected. It's that's right, it's expected. And otherwise, we wouldn't know what happiness is. We wouldn't appreciate the good times if there were no bad times and, and no stresses. And but we're the problems, we're overloaded with stress. You know, if we have an issue, let's just say, for example, um, lost your job, right, which a lot of people sure. have over the past, myself included, I, I was um,
0: yeah.
1: stood down because I, I wouldn't comply with the the, the vaccine mandate. So um, I know what it's like, man. It's very stressful. But instead of getting in that hole that I could have easily gotten into, man, because I've got I've got five children. So, mm. man, it's tough, man. And, and it's man, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's that's, five,
0: that's five little you, brother.
1: That's right, brother. It's very tough. But, you know, ultimately, I think, well, I can sit here and be depressed and think, how am I going to feed my family next week or next month? Or I can fucking take action and do something about it. And I'm fortunate that everything was falling in place for me with the podcast and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it could have been much worse for me. But I still work like a motherfucker day in, day out. You, people don't understand yeah. how hard I work. So, yeah. man, I get up early, early, yep. six 6.30, yep. sometimes earlier than that. I put in the work and people may not think of what I'm doing as work in the typical sense where I'm not showing up to an office every day and working for some multimillionaire, but men, I take on all the responsibility of all the work that I do and I don't stop. I get hundreds of emails a day. Like I don't stop. So I make that happen. And I said, it's stressful at times, but I push through it and I've, I've found a few things that work for me. So, You know, if you feel like you're getting, you know, overwhelmed by the pressure and the stress, then, you know, I'll just go for a walk, man. It doesn't take much, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, honestly, just a quick walk um, makes you feel so much better, you know? But the thing is, if I was to go to my doctor and explain my life and say, listen, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling for sure. They'll say, listen, here's a prescription for whatever it may be to help you. When in reality, I don't really need that. Um,
0: that's just that's just numbing that's just numbing that which is actually trying to your body's trying to signal to you hey there actually needs to be something that needs to be addressed here and we're so used to just quieting it so that way we can then once more keep going but that's not it's simply what covid did held this big ass mirror up in front of us and it questioned and it challenged us is the life that y'all are living sustainable and a lot of people it revealed a lot of different things physically, mentally, and emotionally that they haven't dealt with. Peep game in the United States, by the way. You, you already know this, I'm sure. But I think it's over 90% of the people, the CDC, like, reported on this. 90% of people had an average, an average of 3.6 chronic diseases. Mm. That means that there was almost four diseases running rampant in the body right now. And then you layer on COVID, which is an inflammatory disease. We got obesity, we got cardiovascular disease, we got cancer. Those mm. three things alone are rampant. I think it's up to sixty percent of the United States population. Two, almost two out of every three people is either obese or overweight. Yeah. Where the fuck? Where the That's fuck crazy. are the trillions of dollars? Because they spent four four point one trillion dollars, I believe, last year in boosting the economy with healthcare and to what avail with what paradigm so one thing i want to acknowledge you and all of y'all listeners that you guys are already doing as this is part of my medicine and something that's really i've been really charged with you know lately but People talk about the comfort zone and, ooh, growth happens outside of the comfort zone. And there's different stages and there's different zones, if you will, that we can explore later if it's important and relevant. But one thing that is super important, regardless of if you lost your job, if you walked away from your job, if you experienced COVID, if you experienced disease, if you experienced a breakup or whatever it is, the the invitation for y'all is to lean the fuck in. LTFI. Because as you lean the fuck in, as you did with this podcast and efforting and doing all the work that you have done, you're helping reorganize energy. But a lot of people are worried about getting stuck emotionally or physically. Why is that important? Well, people are worried about getting stuck of well, I don't want to feel the emotions of what it may be or the stress of what it may be to leave my job or leave this relationship or get out of this uh this environment if you will because they're scared of what's on the other side. But in that fear of being stuck, they already are stuck because they're not fucking moving, mm. even though their body, even though they're getting these, even though they're they're being called at a deeper level. It's like this isn't it that gut feeling that this isn't it, but they're like, ah, you know what, I'll just, I'll just keep pushing. They're ignoring once more, the body's beautiful mechanisms and the energy that, that's coming to them because they don't know how to navigate the unknown when, baby, we already are in the unknown. We've been in the unknown for two years. Yeah. But what are some ways that we can govern ourselves in it? Well, when we operate out of principle, we operate out of reflection, where we operate out of collaboration with human beings and uh, leveraging each other and finding each other in the community, the community you've built through this podcast, the, the silent majority, if you will, when we're able to find each other, we can bring new ideas. And what we're really doing, I think is the last years is really pulling the roots, like the root cause of disease, of sickness, of unsustainability, of, the 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 reexamination of once more this garden this bed of life that simply is not sustainable so that way on the other side we can actually choose and we can intend to rebuild this garden or say fuck it and just build a whole other garden yeah. in a new way of life that is actually aligned with what's most important to us
1: yeah and you know what that so we said 2 out of 3 Americans are either overweight or obese but that's fucking incredible that's insane
0: that's nuts that's fucking now, and it's, and it's progressively getting worse. I, I uh, want to say like in some research, you know, the mental and mental health, that's a whole nother realm because you cannot consider the health of a human being without, without talking about the quality of their mind.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And think, and think and grow rich. They talk about the quality and the importance of auto-suggestion. You know, what are you influencing? What are you paying attention to? Well, if your back, your neck, your insert here. in constant pain well i imagine what's more your bandwidth for everything in life physically mentally emotionally it it shrinks because you literally don't have the space to be able to move and groove as you need and as we move in advance which is um one thing i want to make sure we we emphasize it's like what's a way forward because we can easily talk about you know the status of what's going on but one thing that i think is missing with a lot of doctors and with a lot of experts or with a lot of people that are just talking about, it's like, one, it's the integrity. Mm. There's a lot of people that are talking about health or no, not even they're talking about disease management and they're obese themselves.
1: Yeah. I've seen of quite a few of those people in the past few months.
0: It's like, well, what the fuck straight up, mm. which is frustrating to me. Um, I can just say in my profession, no shots, no shade, no, none of that shit. But it's like, there's chiropractors that are out of shape. There's chiropractors that, Don't take care of themselves. And I'll just say healing facilitators, doctors, whatever. But there's a lot of healthcare professionals that are the most unhealthiest. There's another study Mm -hmm. by the CDC. Sean Stevenson talks about this on the Model Health Show. And the number one profession that attracted or got sick from COVID was healthcare workers. Yeah, that's right. Not because of them just being exposed to it, it's because they had at least one or two chronic diseases i think over 70 75% of the healthcare workers that got sick were obese themselves well so it's like how are we crazy. it's crazy like it just doesn't make sense bro like chris like what sense does it make like take a barber insert profession here but if i went to a barber and he had a busted ass haircut why would i go to them
1: exactly right.
0: Why would I go to like hospitals? They're not a space for health restoration and health. There's space for disease management. So one thing that's important, which I hope that anyone listens to this podcast is to be able to differentiate and to be able to extract the, the principles of the different paradigms of what you can move through life. There's disease management, which is cool. But then there's also health restoration, life and natural healing. And that's been silenced and that hasn't been the focus. So that way there, there's kids that have the spines of 30, 40, 50 year old men because of tech neck, because of the pre-exposure to technology when they're one or two, like there's, there's fucking kids that are looking at iPads one or two and they're bent over like this, like head's not supposed to be here, bro. And if you're listening, just tuck your chin to your chest. And these kids are living there. from a, from when their spine's not even done growing, their neurology is still developing. Let alone, you add in the bombardment of all of the uh, genetically modified organisms, the stress, the um, straight up, I'll just say Mm. the neurological bombardment of different um, technologies where kids, I think from this, from zero to two, they no, from zero to 18 nowadays, they're supposed to get over 70 something doses of vaccines. And it's like, can we just slow down and be able to appreciate what life can look like? Because straight up, I'll say this right here, right now. I know plenty of kids that, yes, they were adjusted from birth, but they didn't get any vaccines in them. And they are some of the healthiest individuals out there. There are pediatricians, his name's escaping me right now, but he's in Washington, he's in Oregon, but he's a pediatrician. And he examined those that got an increased amount of neurological input ended up to be some of the more sicker kids versus the kids that got less or just simply spread them out. So I'm only mentioning this because you have five kids. I don't, mm. but I will put my fucking life on the line and I will continue to speak out against things so that your kids can have a better shot of thriving through a world that is trying to bombard them with all the stress and overwhelm them.
1: If only more people were like you, brother, I mean, the world would be a much better place. There's You know what? So back to that point of, of vaccinating children now. So four out of my five children. So I've got a, my fifth child's a baby. She's only like four or five months old. Right. So a baby. Hey. But prior to that, so all my other four kids were vaccinated, no questions asked. I just, you know, sure. cause they don't even really, they don't really give you the, obviously it's optional, but they don't really give you the option. Right. So the minute, I'm sure the, the vaccination schedule here is very similar to the US. So as soon as they come out of the womb, they're getting hit with, with vaccines, right? And I didn't really say much. You don't question it because, A, you get looked at. Like, if you say, oh, hold on, I don't want to do that, they'll fucking death stare you, right? Like, I'll oh, look at you, you right. anti-vaxxer, and all the way they think. In
0: the United States, pediatricians will actually call child control if you don't uh, uh, adhere to the schedule. But there oh. hasn't ever been one study fucking done that has tested on the efficacy and uh, the effect of then How are these uh, multiple bombardments interacting with each other? And keep this in mind, y'all. Like I received my vaccines when I was younger. I don't I got to look at my health records um, to see how many I actually received. But I was born in 93. So maybe I got like from then to now eight to 12-ish kind of like vaccines compared to the five to six times what it is now. But we haven't examined the quality of health. And there's actually been so many blockings from the different federal agencies, which are being funded by pharma, by the way, Um, in case you guys didn't know that, but I'm sure (laughs) your audience is keen to it. But it's like, we haven't examined how medicines are interacting or how these different things are interacting in the body. But simply, you know, from zero to two, the neurology of a baby, the neurology of a toddler—it hasn't even finished. The immune system hasn't even come on fully, so um, mm-hmm. it's just interesting to me. As I just wanted to share that, so people are like, "Oh, he just say whatever." You know, I, I really don't care at this point, and I'm not there going to give any um, medical advice because once more, that's not my playground. That's not my play. Once more, I'm focusing on your neurology. I'm focusing on how your spine's moving and grooving, baby. I'm focused on how you're healing and. What are all the factors that are going into your health and life? But what is important is to simply always be able to ask why, ask how, ask questions. And if you're being silenced, fucking run. Because medical schools, medical textbooks are being written and funded by Big Pharma.
1: Yeah, man, definitely. And that was very evident. So as I said, I never asked any questions prior to uh, my youngest. But I started asking questions why I think because I realized over the past few years that some bullshit, isn't what it seems. Right. So I thought, okay, I'll ask the some questions. So the baby came literally out of the womb, onto the table, they got vaccines ready. Right. And they are, um, vitamin K and hepatitis B. Now I asked a question and I ended up, it was a midwife though. So she sort of gave a very generic sort of response. But it wasn't until I went to the doctors for the three-month needles where they give, again, another shot of, of Hep B vaccine. I said to the doctor, and I've known his doctor for years, right? So I can ask him and, and you know he'll give me, he's pretty good, right? He's pretty good. But I said, listen, I said, why is she having another shot of this shit, of Hepatitis B? I said, what's the reason? I said, her mother was checked through our pregnancy. She hasn't got Hepatitis B, right? So there's no way it would have been passed through uh, during birth because she hasn't got it they checked her for that so why the fuck are you injecting children or babies with this vaccine for oh you know just in case i said but ah. just in case what man? i said oh, i've because prior to, to losing my job i worked in mental health right so i work with many mm. uh many clients of patients that had hepatitis b it's common with drug users mental health hepatitis b right sure. and i asked the question and i said listen i said babies just aren't shooting up heroin under a bridge and, and having unprotected sex right at three months old. Facts. I said, how would they catch it? It's not easy to catch it. Hepatitis B. It's extremely difficult. Um, you have to be doing certain things like sharing needles and, and that sort of thing, which a baby is not. So why are you doing this? Oh, just because you know, when they're, te- I said, if you're going to do it, like maybe as a teenager, maybe you would, you would put it on the, the schedule Then it makes a lot more sense sure. than giving it to a baby. And he's like, just in case, I'm like, do we now live in a world where we start injecting people with shit just in case? Well, where does that stop? Like, where's the line drawn? Are you going to, because the amount of vaccines they have, it's ridiculous. And they started combining them. So there's an inf- infant tricks. I think it's called infantrix or Infotrex vaccine. vaccine. Uh, it's probably similar there in the U S where there's like three sure. or four in the one. So yeah. you can't be selective. You can't say, okay. I uh, take out the polio vaccine, um, and just give them this or this, because they they combine it as one.
0: They mix, they mix it, and so yeah.
1: Yeah, man. But I just don't see. And and again, the minute you start speaking about this, people go, ah, oh, look at anti vaxxer And you know the good thing about me, brother, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks says. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I've um, not too long ago I said it. I think um, I've reached the level uh, where I'm unfuck withable. Say what you want. I don't care. Mm. It doesn't bother me.
0: You- you're you're ungovernable.
1: Ungovernable, unfuck withable. I love it. And it, it's powerful it. because you know what? My whole life I spent, you know, worrying about what other people said, what other people thought about me. Yeah. I, I literally I literally wouldn't do things or I would do things I didn't want to do just because I was concerned about other people's opinions.
0: Yeah.
1: That's no fucking way to live your life.
0: It's I'm not. Looking, and that's where you know, that's where a lot of people are stuck.
1: A lot of people are stuck, but they want to take a risk. Oh. You know, I want to start this. I want to be, you know, start up a side hustle and sell t-shirts or whatever the fuck it may be. But they don't because they're scared about what their what their mother might say or what their father might think about them. Or, you know, and it's crazy to think that. Listen, it's your life. And the, the, the fact that you're here on this planet right now is so rare. It's, you're so blessed to be here. And you're going to waste that life because you're worried about what other people might think. Fuck that. But a lot of people are stuck in the, at that point.
0: Why do you
1: think that is? I don't know. I don't know. There's a few things. I think definitely um, pressure from society in general, where we're sort of of born into a system where, and I made a video about this a few months ago, funnily enough, it got removed, right? Um, But man, all straight up, that we're born into this world, we're given immediately birth certificate, government stamp on the top of it. We're straight away born into a system, Right born into a system then we go through preschool and we learn a few things you know um, walking talking sharing and all these important things which are very important right don't get me wrong but then you start hitting school primary school and there's a lot of things you start learning especially in government school government-run schools where it's fucking unnecessary completely unnecessary right like commerce where they teach you how to do your taxes well like, okay it's necessary Yes and no. I mean, the average person doesn't work for themselves. They work for a business and they do their taxes for them. So in terms of withholding and that sort of thing. So it's like you, you, you're born into a system and you spend the best part of your, to an adult really being taught how to be the best you can be in this system. Mm,
0: how you can be as
1: productive as someone, someone else's framework.
0: Someone else's framework. framework.
1: 100% it these, And you're not taught how to be an entrepreneur in school. They don't teach you. Listen, if you want to drop out in, you know, when you're 14, 15, 16, and you can do that, they don't, they don't promote that. They promote finishing school, getting your certificate, going to university and becoming a doctor, scientist, and these sort of professions. nothing wrong with that. But sure, you can't, not everyone is the same. Nope. And if you look at the, one of the, the most successful people in the world, um, n- very, very few of them actually finish their education, mm. um, and that says a lot as well. But we've got to understand that the world's changed, times have changed. Our education system hasn't adapted to that. They keep pushing this, this, this—I guess—agenda that the, you know you have to grow up this certain way. You have to do this when you're adult. You have to do this, 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 and it's counterproductive. It really is.
0: It's counterproductive at the soul level. Yeah. One thing that I'm that I'm blessed with is I get to help people heal in a natural, organic, and authentic way. And it feels amazing. There's not a day where I go to work per se. It's like, I get to go to game day. I get to go have fun. I get to go have people have these amazing healing results and experience more of what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. And the invitation, I love that you're hitting on. and I think why a lot of people are in these boxes, they don't, until they have someone like, Uh, I think it was Tony Robbins talks about, it's like the uh, lion that was like born around like sheep and it's out here, whatever it is until another lion grabs its head, brings it over to the lake and the lion sees, Oh, I'm actually a lion. And I think it was in his Netflix, especially he has this guy like roar and it's epic as shit and everything. But until you have people around you that are like that slap you, And or invite you or spark something within you, and you end up slapping yourself, and you give yourself the permission to go down the unbeaten path to be able to forge what it actually is until you listen to your soul's compass. Like what brings you alive? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because the systems, the government, the Um, school system, if you will, it keeps us in this framework and they don't want us to thrive. Like I just saw somewhere on Instagram. It was like someone writing all this calculus shit. It's like some like, do you guys remember when we actually knew how to do this? And in my head, I was like, no, I hated calculus. Like I I had like pre-calculus, my junior, senior, I just go to the class, I just fall asleep. And now it's like I don't even, it's like there's even aspects of my schooling as a doctor and learning certain things that just aren't relevant. And That's a microcosm or an example of we've been force fed this these things from the system where we don't actually need or they don't bring us alive they're not relevant to what we need to do it's like. Man, what if in school, bare minimum, they taught us how to move, they taught us how to breathe, they taught us how to meditate, they taught us how to network, they taught us how to connect to humans, they taught us how to listen, they taught us how to, uh, to talk nonviolently, communicate nonviolently with one another. What if they actually talked, us, talked about us how to leverage our mind and how to build our energy, like, oh, like the things that are actually relevant to us for how to be a good human being. Because we're so lost on these external technologies or these external things or these external approvals or these, it's all external, it's all outside in. But until you're able to appreciate a philosophy of inside out and how that can actually move and animate and how you can get in touch with your soul and be able to govern and trust your intuition, be able to appreciate what's alive inside you, that everything will always be outside in. And that is, that is unsustainable. And yeah. that is not how we fucking got here as a species to begin with. Because the real technology is being a human being and how to leverage that and appreciate that and use that to advance with each other versus waiting for someone outside or above you telling you what to do.
1: Yeah, but I think people love that. I think people love having that, that person do. telling them what to do. and
0: Because they don't got to think
1: they haven't got to think and it gives them security. Like, okay, I know if I do what he said or she said, then my job's safe. Then if I fuck up, then that's not my fault because I'm just following their direction. So there's, there's definitely a few things there where, where it, it's a, it's a form, of, I guess, comfort, but you need to break out of that you have to break yep. out of that and you that's have why, to that's why, be alone leaning wolf, the in the a fuck sense. In.
0: yeah leaning the fuck in I because there will be shit that's 10 percent. all right here's his quick zones y'all there's 10 percent outside your comfort zone when i say comfort zone that's your being zone that's your energy that's home that's kind of like your resting state 10 percent outside your comfort zone is enough of a stimulus to be able to uh come back home from where it's like oh okay that was a good workout or you know because it can come in any of the eight domains of life stay with me y'all physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, environmentally, you know, what's in your physical environment, fun and recreation, financially, romantically, all these are different domains which you can traverse 10% outside your comfort zone. I'm a part of Kairos training culture. That's a group that is dedicated, a group of chiropractors is dedicated once more to developing physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in a sustainable sense. Stay with me. After the 10%, that's zone one. There's zone two. That's where it can be more intensive a stimulus, where it's actually painful. It was like, wow, that was actually something I need to come back home from. It's going to take more time for me to heal from. It could be um, a breakup. It could be uh, a big investment. It could be a, a a big workout where it's like, man, you haven't worked out a good amount. So you're deconditioned in a sense. So it's like, man, now you're sore emotionally or physically, whatever it may be. Then there's zone three. Zone three, where that was like, there's like an injury, if you will. So it's like pulled hamstring, um, heart feels like it's all over the floor. And you're just, you're, you you feel broken, this perception of brokenness. That's a whole nother conversation though. It's really big. That takes a lot of time, a lot of resources and community to heal from last zone there's four zones the last zone is disassociation that's where people are abused that's where you know there's been a massive trauma where people disassociate from their bodies if you will where it's like they surrender their bodies where you can have my body but you will not have my mind or you cannot have my soul i come from being sexually abused when i was younger and i only share that as a means to share with y'all when you're able to cultivate the resources in the community to still come back home. Because even though that happened to you, you can transmute it to happening for you. And there's lessons, there is um, uh, big healing, there's different big principles and ways of being in life that when you can extract those, when you're able to come home, you can then share those to the world because even though it happened to you, you can still come home and it's not, even though you're depressed, even though you're anxious, even though you lost your job, even though you left your job, even though that there's this fucking pandemic going on right now, that you still have the power to come back home as a human being and adapt and make the new expressions in your life. So that way you can be a more battered, more potent, more powerful version of you.
1: But that's, um, I love that. That's exactly how, you know what? I think the things you say, that's the difference, right? I think it, you put it, you break it down perfectly. And that's exactly why I wanted to speak to you because you have an incredible way of breaking it down and, and helping people see it. And you know what, it, it will inspire people and it will give people confidence and it will, as we we're saying before, you are to many people, I'm sure that voice, that person that's given them directives, but, You're not overlooking people will listen, take your advice on board and they will act. And we need more of that. We really need more of that. And you know, it's just crazy to think that what what percentage do you think out of the population live in that comfort zone where they're comfortable almost 24 hours a day?
0: Mm, Damn. That's a really good question. It's definitely the majority I'd say. I'd say maybe, it's 80 to 85% that stay comfortable, but then don't move and that are kind of running on a, on a, on a, on a societal automation, but there's definitely that 10, 15, 20%, maybe that's venturing out even just physically. Like, you know, you got the people like crushing the gym or you got the people that are meditating, like how you got the people that are doing these different things, but I think that they do it in I think it's 20%, but in a different kind of way versus like all of things.
1: Yeah, I think that the best example of that in terms of being uncomfortable and pushing, the best example of that that I've seen is David Goggins. You know David Goggins? Yeah,
0: Yeah. oh yeah. Uh, Bad dude, man. uh, The book, what's it? Uh, Can't can't Hurt hurt me. Me. Yes, man. That's the most extreme of things. And I think it would have been better for me to share where I've been so people can connect a little bit to the story. And it's all good over here, but that's a prime example of Massive levels of abuse, uh, racism, like let on the physical abuse that he put on his body. That motherfucker ran a hundred miles, a mm. hundred miles on writs and uh, sugar packets or whatever they give you after he had a heavy deadlift or heavy leg day, like with one of his commanding officers. So that that workout would fuck people up by themselves, but then he ran a hundred miles. So he has taken it to the obviously the extreme of what is the potentiality once more of the human being
1: that man, that man is an absolute animal. He's a machine and very inspiring. But again, that's an extreme example of that. You can't just wake up tomorrow and be David Goggins. That, that that stems from, as you said, racism. And he spoke about that Um, abuse. And, and obviously had the issue where he was extremely overweight for a long time. and,
0: And he was, and he was obese.
1: Yeah. So, You know, there's all of those things combined. But, you know, he's an example of what you can achieve. Inspiring, incredibly inspiring. Yeah. What you can achieve um, if you put your mind to it. Now, that guy's got some ridiculous mental strength that the average person would have to work for because you can't just wake up, as I said, tomorrow and be like David Goggins. The average person couldn't do it. Right.
0: The average person wouldn't want to do it.
1: That's right. They wouldn't want to do it. Exactly right. They
0: don't. They don't. People don't want to do things like same thing. I can't. With, with with the people that we help take care of our practice at our practice at the Source Tucson, you know, I can't want you to heal more than you can. Like I can't put in the work outside of the office for you. I can show up and provide you a badass adjustment. I can hold space for you. I can hold paradox for you. I can see you and appreciate you and your story and where you've been. But baby, it's up to you to take the reins to your life and take ownership take responsibility to examine your life and examine the stimuli and you want to talk about the soul and here it is david goggins is just an example of an very extreme of being able to leverage his mind and be able to lean in and be able to just keep showing up that takes a deep that takes a spiritual strength to tap into that people access that through religion people access that through god because they're accessing a deeper power or purpose or intelligence That exceeds just this one being, this one being that's Jamal, this one being that's Chris, but the capacity is still there. But are they willing to access it? Are they willing to tap into it? The amount of time you put into this podcast alone, brother, I imagine is far outside the comfort zone for other people. But with me, with David Goggins, with uh, throwing a little bit of melon into this thing. There's been ancestral trauma and suffering. It's like, we didn't have a choice. Like We didn't have a choice, but to experience racism or whatever these things that have been, but we've been able to work through them and be better because of them. And that's the invitation where those who may be quote unquote anti-vax, they were pro-vax at some point for, I'd say the majority of them until they had an injury until something happened to their child, until something happened to them, and it made them draw a question mark over their head, like, what's going on here? So those are the unfortunate group of individuals, or maybe fortunate group of individuals that experience that, so that way they can be a soundboard, they could be a PA system of like, hey, something's not working, or there's another way, and I don't want y'all to experience this suffering, I don't want y'all to experience this And that there's another way to life. So people that have experienced these traumas, these these stimuli, if you will, and have had no other choice but to work through them, they now become the the space holders for all the other individuals that are out in the world who haven't had, I dare say, who have had the privilege of being able to stay comfortable. Mm. Because there's been a, a vast majority of people who didn't have that ability but to experience things and adapt from
1: them. Yeah. And something is, something's going on. Like if we look at the state of the world as it is right now, something has gone on over a number of years where we've got extremely high rates of cancer, obesity, all these different chronic illnesses, heart disease, high blood pressure. Every second person has high blood pressure. I had high blood pressure when I was 19 and I was, fit and i had high blood pressure um and again medicated but i stopped it and i got on top of that myself with diet and a few other changes supplementation and just doing the right things i know what my body wants and needs and um, now it's completely under control but you know these illnesses that that are diabetes and all and dementia is a huge one dementia alzheimer's is huge something is causing this there's a reason for it It, it, it's not just by chance so something's happening it could be the fact that we've been comfortable for so many years now where we're getting lazy we're getting sloppy with our diet and i think it's definitely got something to do with the preservatives and the chemicals that we ingest
0: oh and the fact that our soil like the vast mm. majority of soil that's its own conversation i'm not going to act like an expert at soil but all i know is that the quality of minerals and the quality of the soil is so far gone that and you add on the pesticides and the herbicides once more they're in this through zach bush they are the intelligence in the crops, if you will, is being shut off to a point where he did a study where he brought in like veggies and all these different things for people that had cancer, all these different comorbidities. And a third of them got better, went to remission or healed, if you will. A third of them stayed the same and a third of them actually got worse he examined the third that got worse because he's like, why is this happening? It's because of the pesticides and the herbicides that are deactivating the intelligence and the minerals that actually help us flourish because food is medicine, but it's actually becoming food is poison. And then the bed in which once more, this analogy of the soil, the terrain is so important that it's so depleted that the veg, the, the crops, the fruit that are coming from it, they don't even have anything to give because they're so far gone because we've once more we've uh gotten comfortable in farming and making things easy and convenient but we haven't done the hard work to actually preserve let alone honor the earth let alone honor and make it sustainable as there's a book that i think everyone could read this time and gain, gain great benefit from it it's called ishmael have you heard of it
1: ishmael uh no
0: I can't even tell you the author right now, but it's Ishmael, and long short, quick little spark note, um, it's an individual, a man that connects to a gorilla at a zoo, but the gorilla tells this story as it's psychic, but it tells the story of the greatest story of captivity, and he tells the story of humanity being captive, and that there's leavers, and then there's uh, takers. And the vast majority of human beings right now are in a take mentality versus the indigenous tribes of these people uh that would coexist and that would that would leave and that would nourish um, the soil and nourish earth and live in a more sustainable sense it's super freaking powerful but it captures how the takers are kind of responsible not kind of they are responsible for us leading into the sixth greatest extinction of the earth and of the species because of our unsustainable practices and the lack of respect of the terrain of, of earth, of pollution, of all these different things. Yet it's just not acknowledged and unaddressed. And the way that we see that most way or the way that we see it most clearly right now is within our own bodies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to make sure I, um, I'll contact you after and I'll, I'll get the link. So I can have a read of that for sure, and I'll share it with sure. the audience. Put in the description, but yeah, man, it's um crazy times. Anyway, before I uh, let you go, um, but what's some things that you recommend in terms of getting people back on track in terms of their their mental well being and I guess physical well being, but in particular mental well being.
0: Mm. First and foremost, this is something I offer with my clients, coaching wise. But it's what are your values. What's most important to you? If you were to put a few words to what you stand for, what's the essence of you? What are your non-negotiables? You got to start there because that becomes the bedrock of your existence. Some examples, minor are integrity, gratitude, love, fun, and collaboration. Because these five things make up and then govern how do I direct myself during the day? And you gotta take time to to examine things. Another thing that I would invite people to is the essentials of healing, which we talk about at our clinic, which is so important. Presence, nourishment of thought and of body, um, uh, movement, and then rest and recuperation. If you allocate resources and focus on those four things and nervous system regulation or optimization, which you can not come through breath work, which can not come through chiropractic, so many different means of nervous system optimization. But if you focus on those five things and you focus on the four elements, air, actually doing breath work and putting quality air and having an air filter to things, water, not drinking the 90 plus chemicals that are in our water and fluoride and things, you actually put a filter to things because if you don't use a filter, you are the filter. Mm, we talk about right. that deeper in our principles of things. Uh, fire, the sun, getting adequate amounts of vitamin D, which is so important. And there's so many studies on how so many people, I think it was 90 plus people that died of COVID were deprived of vitamin D. But yeah, Vitamin I'm D, sure. vitamin deficient. D3 in particular, they were deficient. Supplement that if you can't get the adequate sun. And then um, earth, ground yourself. There's so much research out there in grounding and getting your feet actually in the uh, dirt or in the grass. We don't have much grass out here in Arizona, so do that for me out there. But if you honor and you explore the four elements and the four pillars of health, you will be healthier than 99% of humanity right now because these are an example of the laws that which you can govern yourself. You add on your non-negotiables and you ask yourself, what do I want to experience today? in feeling. And you take the time to create the the, the, the morning intentions and the evening reflections of, What was my greatest lesson today? There is only one healer and that is the self healer. And an extension of that, I think, you are the only one that experienced what you did today, Chris. Therefore, you are your greatest teacher. So if y'all take the time to set your intention for a beautiful day, you adhere to these principles and elements, and then you take time to reflect at the end of the day, 30 seconds, what was my lesson of the day? You will be living a more intentional life as these are some of the aspects to living an intentional life. And it's the framework that's coming from within versus the framework that is trying to be pressed upon you.
1: Brother, thank you very much. I'm sure all my listeners will get some value from what you've said, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, We'll catch up again for sure. Definitely. Uh, In the meantime, uh, where can they find you, man, on on social media?
0: Yeah. Don't hit me up on Facebook. I don't go on there. (laughs) Facebook sucks, but you can find me on Instagram, Dr. Jamal Fuster. Um, If you type in D-R-J-A-M-A-L, I'm like the one or maybe two of them. So I'm probably the one that has a big ass smile on his face. Uh, please y'all uh, send me a message if this was valuable or how you like to connect. And I also have a podcast as well. It's called soul coffee. Um, take a listen to that. I got resources on there. I got about 25, 26 episodes. Um, but I'm also excited to create some more guided meditations so if you don't even know where to start with meditation, well, allow me to guide you as if you find my Instagram, I don't have a website right now, but that's where I have majority of my resources where I can just show up in a potent way. And if I can speak to any of y'all spaces, any of y'all groups, any of y'all friends to offer value once more, uh, I'd be honored and I'm here for your thriveability. Um, And I'm here to just shed light to any of the resources or anything, because I'm just a humble sponge and product of so many potent mentors and healing facilitators and just good people and good humans that are leading the charge in this time in life. I'm here for it all.
1: Brother, we appreciate you. Thank you very much.
0: I'm here for it, brother. Thank you.